Hello, welcome back to the Christmas Tree Farming Podcast um, with uh, Sissel Christmas Tree Farm in Springfield, Kentucky. Uh, I guess today is, I guess, part two, spring planting. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we we got going. I'm not sure what I podcasted. We got uh, a couple hundred uh, fur in the ground maybe seven, ten days ago. We had ordered uh, 100 Nordman from Brooks Tree Farm, and they accidentally sent us uh, 100 Douglas. Uh, I think there were two ones or two O's. In event, uh, quickly called those guys up, and they were very, uh, very nice and sent us out the, the Nordmans, which we ordered. Got them just a few days later. Uh, what I'll say, um, you know, the Douglas, we did go ahead and plant them. You know, we offered to send them back, but of course, you know, it costs more money to send them back than they're worth. They'll be dead. Um, we did go ahead and plant the Douglas, uh, around here. They get needle cast. Um, it had happened to a lot of, you know, Christmas tree plantations in Kentucky and, you know, they get needle cast and all the needles fall out and then they're not sellable, but because they were free, we did go ahead and plant the 100, and then we did get the 100 Nordman in from Brook Street Farm, and, and, I, and I sent him a message, and, and I'm going to, if you listen to the podcast, if you're looking for Nordman, I know it's kind of unique, you know, not a lot of people looking for Nordman, but if you are looking for Nordman, I recommend Brooks. The, they were the probably the best 3-0 Nordman that I've ever seen. I haven't seen a whole lot, of course, but... The, uh, they were beautiful, uh, thick caliper, three O's, uh, really nice, vibrant, you know, uh, we'll see how they do. Um, this weekend, uh, we started planting, we got 500 caning fur or canane fur in, uh, from a couple different places and I'll just say I, I don't want to give any – I'm not going to give a bad report on a nursery until I see how they do um, through spring and summer and then possibly into fall. Uh, but we got – actually from three different places, we got some canane firs. And two of the places, they were good-looking seedlings, transplants, pretty green. Now, they did come from, from nurseries, um, greenhouse. And then the one that we got actually is a transplant. It's bare root, you know, um, but they were all kind of brown already. And that's kind of sad, I think, um, that the majority of the ones we got from this one place were browning up already. And they, we, you know, we just got them. They probably had, hadn't been dug for more, more than a few days before they sent them to us. So we'll see how that goes. Um, relatively new to the canane fur. So if you know something I don't know about transplants getting you know out of a transplant bed, you know being brown when you get them is that typical? Uh, shoot me an email. It's sisseltreefarm at gmail.com. Sissel c i s s e l l treefarm at gmail.com. Let me know what you what you've experienced and in, in, in stuff uh canines are new to me but uh the other the other two sources that we got them from they were greenhouse 
So expect those to be, you know, the best of the best, at least as far as plugs go. Um, one were P plus ones, and one were plugs plus two. Both were beautiful, uh, really green. Now they were consider- considerably smaller in caliper and in length than the other source. So it's kind of like danged if you do, right? I mean, one is significantly smaller for the price. Uh, one was uh, particular grower labels them like SP15, and I'm not exactly sure what it means, but they were 100% greenhouse plugs. Um, I would say taken from the one-year seedling plug and, and transplanted into a larger seedling plug or grown as a larger seedling plug just from the get-go because these were you know a a two I would say a two inch by four or five inch plug uh, they were beautiful but they weren't very big for a for a uh, what I would consider a two plus one transplant but in the end what matters is that they take to the ground and that they grow and they're vigorous so we will see. Um, we got those planted today. And tomorrow we're planting. I'm planting 200 Black Hill spruce and 150 Meyer spruce. Now, the Black Hill spruce, those are uh, two plus ones as well so seedlings and uh one-year transplants so they should be about three years old and then the Meyer are actually babies so we couldn't get the the larger Meyer this spring because i kind of pulled the trigger on these Meyers a little bit late um want to give them a shot we we do have a uh, a transplant bed here it's really a garden bed that's the the soil's been amended considerably uh, more than the rest of our fields so what i'm going to do is take these little you know one year seedling plug myers and i don't know how many i just said I'm, we're going to get but it's 180 um we're getting to that we are we're going to plant those immediately into the tra- uh, plant transplant bed so that we can we we can kind of keep a closer eye on them and then look to plant those next year um and just see how they do now i did get some larger meyer we did we did get some from another place that are i guess they're a a a two-year-old um so they'll be a little bit larger we're going to go ahead and put them in the field so we'll plant those as well i think got 50 or 100 of those um so we'll get what we get done tomorrow out of that uh, did plant about a hundred Virginia pine, but we're actually, I initially was going to plant the Virginia pine as Christmas trees, but after talking to several, you know, and I even put on here, you know, they grow good. They grow well. They have to be sheared two to three times, which was, you know, kind of not digging that. So we decided on windbreak trees for these. We're going to put, we put these in, uh, around our property, in like segments of 50 on one side and 50 on the other about eight foot apart and we're going to let those grow in as a windbreak i might i might share some of them after a while and just see how bad and what they look like and just see but for the most part i'm going to go ahead and just plant those as windbreak trees and not and not manage them part of the uh christmas tree farm we um so hopefully by the end of this weekend, and we're just fighting rain. The ground is so 
the ground is so wet uh, using anything out there the tractor the uh, you know I even tried to mow some and I got my little tree farm mowing cub cadet that my father-in-law gave us you know um, got it stuck so I just left it uh, the tractor doesn't get stuck of course but it just tears everything up so um, turned over some ground today uh, or it had already been turned over but I turned it over again just to kind of get the clumps down some because the ground is just super wet and really clumpy um, for those that don't know we're in central Kentucky and it's pretty clay pretty much clay um, some of mine I would say 50% of my dirt is 50-50 clay loam and then and then the other 50% is just 100% clay so it's just when it gets wet it's just a mess um we experimented with using the auger this year. Um, I have a uh, auger that I use for a post hole digger off the back of the tractor. I also have one of those little earthquake, you know, man-powered augers that I use and then my oldest son uses. And then we drilled out the holes. And what I can tell you is that that was an epic fail. Uh, we, we would not be using the auger anymore to, to drill out holes to plant these trees, these seedlings, or these transplants. Um, after solid rains, go out into the field, and majority of the holes are full of water, and they hold water for days. So there's no way you can plant in that hole. Uh, digging the hole actually made it worse. So what I what I had to do is go out there and retill all of these, and then we're going to offset we're going to offset where we're planting the trees so that we're not actually planting trees into where those holes were. So that throws my rows out of out of kilter. Um, I'd love to hear if anybody else had had similar experiences or learning lessons. You know, we are relatively new to Christmas tree farming, just a little bit of agricultural experience in the past, and just. Looking for ways to do it. I will say that the method for me at this point that seems to be the easiest, uh, minus I don't have flat land, uh, pretty hilly. I'm not sure a mechanical transplanter is ever going to be in the cards for me. I just don't know that I could drive it um, on the sides of these hills um, and, and feel safe about it. But maybe there's a, there's you know some places we could use it. The method that seems to be money for me and my wife and my and my kids is uh, till the rows up really good, and then we go we go through and drop flags in in line with where the previous trees are, and then come in and use a double bar and wall or hole out really good, and then plant the tree there. So one person double barring. Or one, I guess one person flagging, one person deal with barn, and one person planting trees, and we just all kind of do that. And one of my and my sons just kind of rotate out on who's throwing down the mulch. Uh, mulch probably not as cru- crucial right now because we're getting a lot of rain, but uh, it's just one of those things. The more you get done now, the less you have to do in the heat of the summer. So getting that done. Um, we are already planting i think we talked about cover crops and stuff like that i got all my seed i got what was available i had some things in mind that i wanted to get like sorghum sedan grass could not get it seed was going to be weeks to get so i i settled for egyptian 
uh, Egyptian wheat, I guess. And it grows, it grows really tall and really thick too to create biomass. So very next thing up to bat for me, once we get the planting done and get everything mulched, got some drip irrigation that we're going to throw in as a, as a sample this year. Got enough to probably do 10 or 15 rows. We're going to give it a shot on the drip irrigation as well. I think I mentioned, uh, and just and just see if there's a huge improvement over that amongst just the field. And then we're going to start on seeding the cover crops and uh, seeding the dove field, uh, sunflowers and brown top millet, getting all that going. So that's what's next. Um, that's what's next. And, you know, with the cover crops and stuff, the uh, I don't know if I mentioned it previously, I had taken out a couple ponds that were on the property and we built a new irrigation pond in the back part of the property. But the, the ponds that we took out, basically we had to squish out all the, the muck and the mud out of that. So it's kind of laid up on one of the, the two sides of our fields. And then it kind of got backfilled with subsoil. So working on, uh, when we had the irrigation pond, I had them, when they, when they stripped that back, I had them peel back all the topsoil. So right now I'm just working on getting with my front end loader on my tractor, getting as much of that topsoil back over on top of that subsoil where those ponds were. And then we're just going to, I'm just going to till all that in and then, and then get all these, uh, cover crops down on this, hopefully within the next three weeks so that, you know, that'll, uh, hopefully improve the soil. Um, the, one of these areas is an area that we were hoping to plant uh, next spring and fall. So I'm really hoping the you know I green manure these a couple times. I'm hoping that the the soil is is good enough to you know grow our trees in. We will we want we're not going to bank on it. I'm going to get it amended and then by the end of before winter. You know, it should have a green manure twice. I'll get the soil sample done and just see what we're looking like. You know, subsoil, uh, for those that might not know, it, it's plantable. Uh, it's still the same minerals and, and everything that's in it. But what you're missing in the subsoil is usually just the uh, uh, organic matter. So it's just going to be really you know, lackluster as far as that goes. So we'll see, but that's what we got going on. If anybody has any comments or anything, again, uh, Farm at gmail.com, uh, Facebook, Sissel Tree Farm and Instagram, Sissel Tree Farm. We'll catch you next time.